Welcome into another edition of Bama and Bourbon with Aaron Suttles from Yay Alabama. I'm Lance Taylor from the next round. Make sure you like and subscribe. Tell your friends if they like bourbon or Alabama football. They are going to like this. Um, it is always brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Football season is here, so is winning season. When you register at MyBookie.ag for absolutely free, make sure you put in that promo code next round and get that sign-up bonus. Aaron Suttles, not a good week for Alabama fans. Uh, I didn't know what to expect, honestly, going yeah. into this game. And I don't know how you felt. People were asking me, why did you not give this game out? I was like, hell, I, I didn't know yeah. really who was going to win by how much. I really didn't know anything about either one of these teams. And I guess we come out thinking Texas is good. Now Alabama's got a lot of a lot of things to fix. Yeah. I, you know, my initial thoughts, I didn't think either team, at least through you know the first three and a half quarters, I don't think either team played particularly well. I mean, it was a pretty... Back and forth theme, Texas dominated the fourth quarter, which is how people are going to remember that game being played. But Alabama had the lead in the fourth quarter, I think, or late in the they third. They did, yeah. So, listen, I think it's too early. I think these all these people that are, you know, you know taking a celebration that Alabama season's over, that's obviously way too premature. Because, as we don't know, Texas might end up being a playoff team. And if they are, that's not a horrible loss. Uh, that's up to Texas. But... There's still a lot that we learned and a lot that we still don't know about this Alabama football. Well, another thing, you know, you, and I said this and I caught myself that, you know, this is the earliest loss Nick Saban has ever had at Alabama. It's yeah. the only double-digit home loss he's ever had at Alabama. And I said, you know, you've already got a loss before you go into the SEC, you know, conference play. But when you start looking around the SEC, it seems like everyone, we don't know about Georgia because yeah. of the schedule, everyone's got a major flaw. By the way, we're drinking early times bottled bond. This brings back a memory, which I will get to in a minute. Cheers. Cheers. Um, Legacy Expression. When's the last time you had early times? Earlier in my life. <laughs> Me too, my friend. And I bet a lot of Alabama fans would have loved this early Sunday morning as they were wallowing. Um, wow. So history. we're doing this on a Monday now, uh, Bama and Bourbon. So, uh, yeah, getting after after a <laughs> Bourbon weekend, getting after it with Bourbon on a Monday afternoon. So the U.S. Bottled and Bond Act was a landmark legislation that set a high-quality standard for bourbon in America. The act required bourbon to be the product of one distillation season, one distiller, and from one distillery, aged for at least four years in a secured federal warehouse while bottled at 100 proof. These standards introduced a new era of guaranteed quality within the spirits industry. Early times bottled and bond bourbon is a tribute to that milestone in bourbon history. So there you go. You got the history of that. Um, my great uncle, or I think it was my great uncle used to drink this, and that was the my earliest... Uh, trips to the ABC store when I was like four or five was my mom going to get this because he lived in a dry county. Yeah. And so, oh, I know all about dry county. <laughs> yeah. So he drank early times, and, uh, yeah, we would uh, go pick up a bottle before we went to visit. I'll tell you a little story. So my uncle, who uh, he passed of alcoholism, that's not neither here or there. He just had a rough life. But uh, we lived in a dry county, but on Sundays he had a local bootlegger that would drop by and drop him off in a brown paper bag. His, his uh, Sunday supply, my grandmother would always... Was it legit? Or was it, was it uh, like homemade, like he had his own still? Both. Or was it, okay. Yeah, both. Like, But if you wanted a bottle early times, he could get it. Oh, yeah. 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 Or a six-pack, a Miller Lite, or whatever <laughs> it was. Yeah. Nice to have a bootlegger yeah. back in the day. <laughs> um, okay, so Jay Lamilro. Yeah. Um, Really good against Middle Tennessee State. And by the way, Middle Tennessee State had every opportunity to beat Missouri on the road this past week. Alabama completely dismantled them, whatever that means about both. Who knows? Again, early in the season, Jalen looked very confident, made plays against Middle Tennessee State, didn't make the mistakes. The thing coming in with Jalen Milrow is I think a lot of people were worried about the turnovers, and those two turnovers were terrible reads. Yeah, they were. And and 
they, they almost you can almost see Texas trying to bait him, especially on that last one, and he, he fell for the bait. Now I think that's just what we go back when we talk about Jalen. I don't think the strength of his game is intermediate passing. Yeah, uh, I think teams realize that. By the way, I give you credit. Uh, the deep balls that you talked about before the season started. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it back to back weeks now. You're yeah. right. Got throws nice, nice touch, yeah. and uh, had a couple of those on on Saturday against yeah, Texas. Yeah, and I think. The play calling has to help him out, and I, and I think they got to come up with game plans that limit those throws that are, aren't his strength. That's what the coaches do. They always put their players in the best position to win. But um, I'd like to see a few screens, you know, easy throws to get Jalen going early, and then you you really can't overthrow the deep ball. I mean, the receivers are catching them, they're running good routes on them, and, and he's throwing them well. So that's going to be the strength of your passing game. Obviously, you can't live with that. That one to Burton when he scored his. Dunaway brought this up yeah. on the show today. His third touchdown that finally <laughs> counted. counted. I didn't think he was going to be able to catch up to that. Yeah. And so that was – it ended up being a beautiful pass, but I give yeah. Burton some credit, too, tracking that thing down. Yeah. I didn't know Burton had that kind of speed, really. And, you know, if, if he floats it a little bit more, he's got a, a running back wide open on the wheel route that probably goes for a touchdown. But what it could have should have. You know, they, they were in position to win that game in the fourth. They didn't. There's lots of areas that they can improve. but. You know, I think Nick Saban has said it multiple times. The coaching staff are among those. And so I think getting a better game plan for what Jalen can do um, will be chief among the, the big jobs this week. Hey, it's Bama and Bourbon. Uh, it is presented by our friends at mybookie.ag. Make sure you use that promo code next round when you sign up there. Uh, with Aaron Suttles from Yale, Alabama, I'm Lance Phillips in the next round. And this is Tide Pods. Make sure you like, subscribe. Tell us about Yale, Alabama. People want to get involved. Yeah, Yale, Alabama. We're, uh, we're rocking and rolling. We appreciate any level of membership that you have. It's, uh, it's always to secure the future of Alabama athletics. 100% of every penny that you spend with a Alabama goes to student-athletes. It doesn't go to me. It doesn't go to my boss or any of the bosses over there. It goes to student-athletes. And you want that. Uh, there are a ton of recruits. You want those recruits to actually come to Alabama the way the world works right now. No one's denying it. Is that NIL is a big factor. It's the first question they ask coaches. And to have Alabama in a strong position to get their fair share of recruits through, you know, need a strong NIL program. Yeah, look, people talk about the underbelly of college football now that these guys are underpaid. Yeah. Look, it's all legitimate. Um, yeah. These guys can earn what they want to earn. Yeah. You know, I heard refreshing take last week that Caleb Williams might hang around for another year. He's making so much in that. That's what his dad said. Yeah. yeah, and he doesn't want to go to certain. You're going to pull uh, Eli Manning. I'm not going there. Yeah, hey, look, uh, <laughs> I don't mind it as a guy that pulls for USC. Yeah. Um, but if you want your team to be good, this is kind of the yeah. world we're in right now because, you know, we talk about this. It used to be four, five, six, you know, top-heavy teams, you know, programs in college yeah. football. And now, you know, two years ago, Cincinnati. Last year, TCU. Yeah. seems like we've got one of these years coming up again this year. Yeah. I mean, it's just part of college athletics now. I think with the transfer portal the way it is, you also have free agency. So you can add pieces to your team. So... Um, it, it's just the way the world works in college athletics right now. Yeah, Bama and Bourbon. Um, again, it's brought to you by our friends at the Beverage Place Pink Package. They provide us with the uh, product. Early times here. Make sure you get into buy both of those locations. Pink Package right on 280. The familiar pink building right there before you are across the Cahaba. And, of course, the Beverage Place. And we're corners. Stop in. They open early. They close late. All of your party favors, mixers, ice, lemons, limes, great bourbons. Uh, anything you need, they've got it, Beverage Place, Pink Package. So if you're an Alabama fan, is mm -hmm. there more concern with the offensive line? By the way, uh, Alabama averages 3.1 yards per carry yeah. against Texas. Or the defensive front not being able to actually get to Quinn yours. I'm not 
particularly worried about either, and I know that's going to sound strange. Um, I, I think the offensive line didn't play well. I think they would tell you that. But I also think they're being blamed for everything. When you have a quarterback, and it, let's just be real about it. I'll say this, not to jump in, but the offensive line, those guys bark more than anybody in the offseason about how physical they yeah. were going to be, and they were going to come out and show the they world. Ran the this is the old school They ran in the first quarter. Go back and watch the first the first quarter, and they ran down Texas' throat. So what changed? They suddenly forget how to be physical? Or did Texas say, you've got a quarterback that has issues in certain areas of the game. We're going to dare you to throw it. What happened? Did Alabama suddenly offensive line stop learning how to block mid-game? What's more likely? That Texas had a game plan, Alabama came out and punched them in the mouth. And Unless I'm remembering wrong, did what did you think of the way Alabama ran in the first quarter? No, I, I thought Alabama, um, I thought it was night and day first quarter, especially the second half. So and what happened? Is it the offensive line? that Did, did, they, did they forget how to block mid-game? Or did, did well, Texas I, do some things and Alabama's offense? So here's where I am. The offensive line didn't play well. But they're not alone in that. You have a quarterback that sometimes holds the ball too long. you got a quarterback that doesn't particularly understand – pass rush angles, when you keep dropping, that changes the angle that you're going to block from, right? Like, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm blocking and I think my quarterback's in the pocket, I'm, you know, I'm blocking a certain angle. If he keeps backing up and that angle changes, um, so there, there's, a, there's a lot of blame to go around. But Alabama's offensive line did not play well. And I think Seth McLaughlin would tell you they got to figure out. And I think Nick Saban's talked about this, the issue with the snaps. I think there were some low snaps, and Seth would be the first to tell you. They're working on that. But I'm not sticking up for them that they didn't play. I'm not saying they played well. I'm just saying they did play physical in the first quarter. So something changed. And they got to figure that out because other teams now have a recipe. Yeah, I don't know who asked the question in postgame at Saban's Presser, but somebody did ask the question, did you think about making a mm-hmm. change at quarterback? And, you know, Dunaway or Brown, one of the two brought it up, that he answered it a lot differently than Nick Saban in the past probably would have answered this. But he said, yeah, the the thought definitely crossed his mind. And, you know, you look at Buckner, he's a guy that turned the football over last year at Notre Dame. Uh, He doesn't have the mobility of Milrow. Texas had five sacks on Saturday nights. I don't know how much of an upgrade that would have been. I really don't know anything about Ty Simpson. So, I mean, who would be the next guy up, in your opinion? I think it would be Buckner. That's just... And, and he is athletic. He can move around. He, he's not real athletic. Yeah. But he can move. He can run. And and so I think he would be the next guy up. And look, for Nick Saban to say he thought about throwing him in that spot, which would have been, I mean, almost impossible spot for a backup quarterback to come into that game right then. I mean, dude, because Texas has. I mean, we heard about this, and I was like, got to see it to believe it. They've yeah. got all this talent. They haven't won a Big Twelve, a Big Twelve since yeah. two thousand and nine. And look, they're only two and zero right now. But, man, they, they were getting after it yeah, in the they, second half. They, in the second half, they dominated. They, and Sark, they really and Alabama fans will remember, he calls a great game. He called a really good game. Especially I thought he half. was a little careless. Did you really? I thought he went for it. on. He kept Alabama in the game. Well, no, no. Because I, I, I thought, thought some the, of those fourth downs he kept going for. Yeah, I thought they got the, lucky on that fourth down uh, sneak. So, I, I thought he, against a, an offense that had proven itself really wasn't a, a potent threat. He kept Alabama in the game by some of those decision makings. Well, that was that was the thing. The, four, the the one thing I really disagreed with, and I thought it was the fourth, and I forgot it was like on the Alabama like forty. Yeah, and he had a few of them. My my point watching the game and talking to people that were over is if you punt that football away, worst case they're going they got to go eighty yards, and that offense yes. the way they were playing wasn't going to go eighty yards. And that, and that was my whole thought process. And that I, listen, he won so. Um, I, I do think you got to give him and his staff and you know 
tip of the hat for the job they did, but I think he made some decisions that probably unnecessarily kept Alabama long in that football game longer than it deserved to be. It's Bama and Bourbon with Aaron Suttles from the Alabama and Lance Taylor for the next round. So early times bottled and bond. It says the color. I thought this was a city or a mountain or something. Rich Sedona. Does this look like Sedona? You know, is that I've never been the, to Sedona, Arizona, but I hear I hear it's pretty. Yeah, I've been through there. So, um, Rich Sedona, though, is that one of the colors in the '64 Crayola crayon box? You know, my son has enough of them. I should know that, yeah. but I don't. God, I used to know all '64 when I was a kid. Did you sure? I really you sure did. did. Yeah. I mean, That's I like, impressive. I uh, I like that's weird. a big for the show. Someone should bring in a large crayon box and just have you do it. But I mean, that's how like I knew magenta and yeah. fuchsia and these 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 random colors. It's impressive. You really don't even use that. But in tasting notes, we always get interesting <laughs> things. So the aroma, you get a light caramel corn with hints of citrus rind, absolutely, honey and soft oak. yeah, absolutely, I do. The flavor, soft caramel corn, melds with shortbread cookie coated with a hint of chocolate and oak. Trace of cinnamon spice lingers in the deep sweetness, and then that finish, hints of caramel corn linger on. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm like you. It's been a long time ago since yeah. that early times. Not as not as bad as I thought. I could see me mixing something. Yeah. It's be a nice mixer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I told you I had some uh, Eagle Rare on Saturday. I drank between, because I'm a beer guy during the day on Saturdays, okay. and then I'm going to make my transition when the sun sets. I used to be an 11 a.m. beer guy, and when I hear the 2.30 CBS, I got on bourbon. Okay. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. So, That's called maturity. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Um, but I started drinking a little Eagle Rare Neat, and then I transitioned, and I went to one of my mixers because, you I'll go. tell you this, very nostalgic for me to drink bourbon and Coke. It takes me back to it. the old Alabama days when I was in the uh, the student section. Okay, so let me ask you about this. The running back rotation in the last couple of weeks has been strange to me. Based on the fact, I know the run blocking has not been great. We know what Jace McClellan is. Yeah. You know, we kind of know what Roydell is. Yep. We heard all this off-season hype for Jam Miller and Justice Haynes. Jam got two touches. Justice got none yeah, against yeah. Texas. And I was the the guy out in front of the parade, you know, the band director, the drum major, leading that march. And I don't know. I, I actually asked a few people on, on Saturday, like, is Jam Miller in the doghouse? And I just don't know about it because I, I, I don't get it. Um, I, I think people are being too hard on the running backs. I think... I still heard from a couple scouts on Saturday that it's an excellent group. We haven't actually seen it just because of the way the games have played out. But I, your your guess is as good as mine is why Jam has not had a more major role. Amari Nyblock is a guy that needs to have a major role too. Yeah, he's I mean, pretty good, right? Yeah, he is pretty good, and he he seems like a tight end that could have the production. Like OJ Howard was one of those guys that would disappear, would be completely out of the game plan. Now back then, Alabama had so many weapons. Yeah. I don't know if it necessarily mattered. But it seems like Nine Black could be one of their best weapons this year. He definitely is. And, you know, we, we talked about him before the season and the versatility he brings. He can split out and you can use him as a wide receiver. He's a mismatch player. He's just – Alabama's very fortunate to have him on the roster. And I will say this because I've, I have been a little tough on the wide receivers in camp. Uh, they made some tough catches on Saturday. Yeah. Well, I was, catches I, that, that weren't really all that accurate, and they laid their body on the line. And that kind of toughness – I think needs to translate to the rest of the season because it's it's we didn't see a lot of that last year, but um, I know, saw Isaiah flashes. Bond, uh, Burton had a nice catch. I see uh, the the wide the junior college wide receiver Malik Benson. So th- those guys laid it on the line and put their body in risk to make a couple catches. And I want to throw them uh, a little attaboys because they played well. Well, Kobe Prentice was targeted the most on Saturday night and yeah. led the team with five grabs. But it seems like Jermaine Burton is going to be his kind of safety valve, his go to yeah. guy and. 
you know, I never, I thought Burton was, like, when he came over from Georgia, everybody was hyping him up. I was like, I, I just, yeah. know, I don't think he's going to be that number one. And, look, I don't think he's going to be a dominant guy that's going to be a first-round guy. But Saturday, he showed me the first flashes of being a guy you can rely on. And they, they just need that. I mean, and Nick Saban keeps saying it. I thought one thing that I thought I tucked away after the first week, after Middle Tennessee State, that Nick Saban said, and then it, it proved itself Saturday night. Uh, because because Jalen had hit on so many deep balls. Someone had asked in the postgame after Middle Tennessee State, how about the wide receivers getting separation? And Nick Saban said, well, will you respect Middle Tennessee State, but we're going to see a lot better teams, which to me, I know how to listen to Nick Saban, said maybe we're over-exaggerating that a little bit. And then he brought it up again after Texas, talking about what they have to do to, to protect the quarterback. And Nick Saban talked about wide receiver players getting separation, getting open. He talked about the offensive line obviously blocking. He talked about the quarterback getting the ball. So that also plays into why when everyone's hammering the offensive line, they're, they're going to wear the brunt of that because that's a stat that you look at and you say that – He's got five guys that are to blame, but it's not always just their fault. It's Bama and Bourbon with Aaron Suttles from Yay, Alabama. It's brought to you by MyBookie. Football season is back, so it's winning season. When you register at MyBookie.ag, make sure you put in that promo code next round. They're going to hook you up with a uh, welcome bonus. It's going to be on the house. That's MyBookie.ag. One more time before we uh, get to a couple of final points here. We're drinking the early times. Brought to you by uh, the Beverage Place and Pink Package. Yay, Alabama. How do people get them, Get involved? Go to the website, yay-alabama.com. we got merch. we got polos. we got hats. we got T-shirts. If you look around in your local ABC, we got vodka. I mean, we've got, oh, wow. we got our hands on a lot of different stuff. It all goes to the same pot, and that is to provide uh, resources to our student-athletes. And if you haven't checked it out already, please consider membership. It's the best way. It's the most effective way for one person to have an effect on an outcome of the game. You know, you're doing different work. You've been covering the Alabama yeah. program forever. But is this more fun oh, doing what you're doing? Seems even, like it would yeah, be. It, it really is. I mean, it, it, it allows me a quality of life um, that we've talked about before, just with my family, with me being around the program, having some access that I've never had before. That's really, really enjoyable. You know, when you have uh, not only the two turnovers, when you're minus two turnovers against a team like Texas. And by the way, how many times did the, did the ball not bounce Alabama's way? How many times did they yeah. put the ball on the ground and Alabama couldn't get the ball? It but the right self-inflicted 10 penalties. Last year it was yeah. 15 against Texas. Yeah. 10 penalties is going to get you beat against quality opponents like yeah. opponents, and that's what Texas is. Um, do you think this is going to be a problem, or do you think this is something they can clean up? I, I, it wasn't like, – listen, like, comparisons apples to apples, last year it was 17. I mean, you still don't want 10 penalties at home. But I, I do think – I think it's an aberration. Listen, I, I, I don't think Nick Saban's wrong. He really likes this team. I think – and I think it's up to Texas, but I think we're going to look back on this game, and it's going to look better and better over time. Not the result and not the way that they played, but the way, what we think of Texas yeah. is going to get better and better. So I don't know that they're going to run the table in the SEC. I got, I got questions about just because of the limitations of the offense, can they outscore Tennessee, can they outscore Ole Miss? Heck, I don't even know about Arkansas. Um, but I'm just saying I, I don't know what we're going to get consistently out of this offense. I do tend to think – I know what we're going to get from the defense, and I think the defense played pretty well for the majority of the game. They were behind the eight ball a lot. But I just think it depends on where this team goes and if they, they tuck tail or if they're going to use it as an opportunity to get better. You know, in the last year of the 14 playoff, before we start with 12 in the postseason next year, 
Um, this could be the year that a two-loss champion gets in. So I think Alabama still would have an opportunity to lose another game if they were to beat Georgia and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see how this thing plays out. It depends on, you know, the Pac-12's got eight teams in the top 25 now. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got some power in the Big Ten. And if, you know, Michigan, Penn State, or Ohio State comes out unscathed, they're obviously there. We talk about Texas. So a lot of things have got to shake out, but there still is a possibility. Long season, LSU looked absolutely awful. Yeah, the SEC hasn't won. done itself any favors. No, 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 no. The SEC's really been happened. bad. Yeah, uh, They lost seven out-of-conference games total last year. I think they've already lost six this yeah, year. Yeah, and, and yeah, look, I know they, they they turned it around. They won fairly handily. But, you know, Tennessee being down late in the second, 6-3 to three to Austin P. There's a perception problem right now in the SEC. Do you go to Tampa this week for South Florida? I'm going to Vegas. Okay, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, I do love Tampa. You know, I spent a portion of my life down there. I can give you all the eats, some great, great food options. On well, social media, how do they hit you up? At Aaron Suttles. I'll give you all the all the spots. Very, very simple. Yeah. Um, I mean, what do you expect as far as the quarterback rotation this weekend? I mean, they're a 31-point favorite. This is one of those – I would assume they come back with a mat on yeah. and they blow South Florida out. Who knows? But let's say that it's going that direction. Alabama's got a 28 to 35-point lead at yeah. halftime. Do you think Bill Rose starts? How long do. do you think he plays? you think Buckner's two? Simpson, you see three, yeah. four quarterbacks? How do you think it plays out? If, you're, if they've made the decision that they're going to stick with Jalen, you got to let him play. He needs. He just doesn't have the snaps. I mean, I'm not going to compare it to baseball, but you got to get the at-bats, right? Yeah. So... He needs as many snaps as possible. And so you keep him into that game. Even if they're up pretty well in the first half, I think he'll come out and play a couple series in the second half. And then I think you go to Tyler Buckman. I, I think that's the rotation. Bam and Bourbon, we do it every single week here on Tide Pods. Make sure you like, subscribe. Tell your friends if they like Bama, they like Bourbon, they're going to love this show. Aaron Sotos from Yay Alabama. I'm Lance Taylor from the next round. Special thanks to mybookie.ag. Again, put in that promo code next round. The Beverage Place, Pink Package, and our friends at Early Times. This is what people don't realize. You get to walk with one of these bottles each week. Our bourbon collections just grow. It's, it's insane how large my bourbon collection yeah. is. People well, I, ask me. That's the number one. I mean, I get recognized a lot for my work, but the one thing people almost unanimously say in an interaction is I love the, I love the Bama bourbon. So you're working on Saturdays. I do the, the pre and post with Dunaway and Brown, but yeah. outside of that, I get people coming over, and I just I put the bourbon out and just let them go. So I'm walking the sidelines Saturday, and, you know, the people people hang on the fence at Brighton and on both sides. And I got two comments the most. One was a little embarrassing. Two I was proud of. Um, the embarrassing thing is like, man, you look great. How much weight have you lost? Which I don't like. Talking not, about I mean, that. you worked your ass I, off. I get man. it, but it, it means that at some point, it is what it is. But the second one is love Bam and Bourbon. They want to know about Bam and Bourbon. They always have questions about Bam and Bourbon. So I, I, I love talking to them because I love the show. Nostalgic early times. Catch us next week. Uh, if you're traveling to Tampa, be safe. Fun town. Yeah. And then uh, things get real here in the next couple of weeks. We're going to learn a lot about this football team. And listen, I think a lot of team, a lot of people have written them off. I think it's a little, a little too soon for that. Yeah, and I, Nick Saban doesn't necessarily hate that. No. Yeah. You know, it'll, it'll allow him to play the master psychology. Again, like, subscribe. We'll see you next week right here on Bam and Bourbon.